Welcome back to another edition of The War Room here on KOKC Radio. I'm your host, Sean Fry. We've got Jason Henson, the Labette Community College men's basketball head coach, entering his second season uh, with us uh, today in studio. Jason, welcome. Always good to have you. You guys are 2-4 and four to start the season. Yes. L- really brutal schedule. I would, I, I'm sure you would have taken 2-4 and four to start this year. How are we feeling? Um, feeling okay. We're getting better. Um, earlier in the year, I didn't think our effort was where it should be. Um, but now that's catching up, and uh, the mental errors we can fix. But the effort, obviously, you can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has to be something from within. So we're we're getting better. I like the way we're trending. I will say this: one thing, you know, we, we talked a little bit when I got back. I like to keep saying I missed the trimester of right. local athletics. Uh, I, I get back. I talked to you a little bit about how your season, what you what you're thinking. You were as panicked as as any coach I've ever seen. Uh, you know. Everybody can be. I've never seen a coach say, "Yep, we actually are going to win the national title." <laughs> like every coach is going to be a little cautiously optimistic to a degree, but you were almost lacking the optimistic part part a little bit. Now I look at your schedule and how you guys have played. You guys, it, it was a rough home opener. I will give you that. But how you guys competed against Butler, how you guys competed against Cali the second time, a nice win over Southeast. Are are you feeling at least a, a little more on stable ground a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I, it's something to fall back on. I, our biggest thing was we we had no identity early. Um, you know, we we're still not scoring the ball very well, um, but mm-hmm. our defense wasn't there either. So um, as long as we have identity, as long as we identity, once we're working on something, we're fine. And left our independence. We had we we led the independence game most of the game, probably thirty minutes out of the, the mm-hmm. forty. Um, so that one we thought we could get. Um, but they're competing, and that's all you can ask. And yeah. looking down the road, we got a couple. We got a tough weekend coming up, and we have Hutch after that. Yeah. And then it'll probably kind of get a little even out a little bit. So we'll see where we stand. So you, I, I noticed those offensive struggles a little bit too in your, particularly in your home opener. Gosh, I'm trying to remember who you played. Was it? I wasn't Ottawa. I think uh, Southwestern. Played. Southwestern. Yes. Gosh, I, you know, my new role covering. Not just, you know, covering double the high schools, and now I throw in Nielsen County with it. Everybody's just going to blur together. Eventually, I'm going to be calling JJ asking how Kalina's team did. Yeah. So, but uh, looking at that Southwestern game, I remember thinking to myself, it was late in the game. I know it wasn't the final score, but I, I you guys were leading 69-60, to 60, and I said to myself, the 60 isn't the problem. It's the 69. Right. That was what was problematic about that game. Why are you guys going through some offensive issues a little bit? Because it's not like it's not like you guys don't possess a roster with talent that can, that can score the ball. Right. It just just looked out of sync a little bit. It, it, it's funny. I I, I got to give props to you know uh, Coach Coplin and, and um, you know probably I, I feel like more of a manager right now. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, I, I see how the struggles are for like baseball, softball manager. Um, you kind of got to put pieces together. So um, I've had to adjust my, my concept and theories on how we do things. And as a team, we're not we're not sharing the ball, really. We have we're struggling to, to get catch and shoot or assist or layups. It's all been one on one or, you know, heroic plays, which is it's not good recipe. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's a work in progress. We're working on it and hopefully we'll, we'll get there soon. I will. I will give credit to a Neosho County game that I that I watched. Twenty five assists on thirty three field goals. Now, granted, that was against Ottawa, JB. It, you know, it, it, you always take every game with a grain of salt. But when that ball doesn't stick, that that look, right. I didn't come away from that game thinking, oh, Neosho County's going to struggle. Right. So you, you talk about changing your scheme a little bit. What are without showing your cards? You know, before the table turns, how do you, how do you? Uh, 
what are some of the priorities that you're looking at to uh, improve efficiency in that area? Um, well, it, it's, it's all secular. So, you know, we, we're guarding well, but if you don't score, you're not going to keep guarding. Um, mm-hmm. But with the ball, I, my message to guys is the ball, I see the most athletic person on the court. The ball is to fly around and move. Yeah. Um, it's the numbers thing. You see two, kick it. You mm-hmm. see no one in front of you, finish. It don't make it harder than it should be, you know. Um, and thing two, be ready to make a play when it's time to make a play. So we get a, a kick to the corner, be ready to shoot it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's take take good shots. And it, it, we're getting there. I don't, don't want to be too pessimistic about it, but <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, we're trying. I, I swear, man, you are still the uh, – you're still one of my favorites when it comes to those one-liners for my post-game <laughs> recaps. Last year it was – talking about uh, schools home environment and how they have nice facilities but no fans and they say you're living in the you're living in the mansion but the TV's on the floor <laughs> and yeah. then we're talking about uh, we're talking about your point guard Christian Yates after the game and you go he can't be a sour patch kid he has to be good all the it's, time it's true I mean I, I it's a generation I told him I, I, I'm I'm not a psychiatrist I, I don't know I, if you, something's going on tell me or get some help or something but we're just Kids are sad sometimes. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Like I, like we listen to country music. Not to demean country music or anyone that likes country music. And if you like country music, demean means to put down. No, I'm joking. I'm kidding. No, I, I just. No, I'm joking. I'm that jelly roll guy. He's, I like him. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. He's good. No, I like. I like some stuff. I'm just. I'm joking. But yeah, we're just. I, I don't know. Sometimes it's this different generation. You know. I guess. But. You really tried that in a small town. I, I did. <laughs> jokes. jokes. I love country. You know, I was a bit, I was always, a, I will say this. I was a huge country fan. I, I don't care how basic of a white guy it makes me. That's who I am. I was a huge Taylor Swift fan when she was coming out with her. My grandmother, she lives in Mississippi. We spent yeah. every summer around there. She liked the old school Alabama and mm-hmm. Bruce, like the real, real country. Like the. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the I legit mean, stuff. So I'm, take it for, and I. You know, obviously, I've evolved my my preference now is hip hop, but I mean, I can't even talk. You know, I can't even talk about who I love anymore. And Kanye West, yeah, like, it's just, yeah. everybody's in, it's a little I don't rough. Fit anywhere anymore. A little rough. You get the Homer Simpson meme. You got to back into the bushes. So Kanye takes. <laughs> uh, you know, one thing you talk about. You know, kid. You mentioned that you said kids are sad and all that. What made you notice that, and how have, how has that affected your program? Why did that, why did you bring that up? Well, it's I, I don't know what it's from. You, you can see it in their faces sometimes, and there's a lot of issues. I mean, it could be playing time, it could be off the court, and mm-hmm. you know, you, you want to try to delve in and see what's going on. You don't always have the time, or the, I don't have the the knowledge of how to do it a lot of times. So if they don't feel comfortable talking to you about something, you kind of have to let it kind of play out, but. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Sometimes you know they, they just, this this the moves up and down. I guess yeah. that's part of being being young too. Yeah, you know. But when it affects, it can affect the the program because mm-hmm. it and it how you feel about something, your emotional states can be yeah. as infectious as the disease. And what I've never understood <laughs> either is while and again I say I don't understand because I don't understand it. it doesn't mean I disagree with it, but. You know, obviously, I never had to put in the rigors of being a college athlete. But when I was out covering something for the suit and paper at K State, or when I was being a manager somewhere, at particularly at a game, that was my escape. 
I could have been the saddest yeah. person in the world. I wasn't in those moments. Right. I, I don't understand why. I, I agree. I don't see. And I feel like a lot of people around me in my circle approached their loves the same way. Yeah. I don't see that as much from this generation, and yeah. I can't quite put my finger on it as to why. It's a, in their defense, there's a lot more going on than we probably had going on in our time. Mm-hmm. Social media and what's the, the environment of the world and just different things, and it's 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 tough. Like you look at a pro athlete, their job is just to do what they got to do, go home, eat, work out, whatever. Yeah. These kids got school, they got to deal with family issues, they don't have any money. Mm-hmm. You know, they got me yelling at them. It's, it's a bunch of stuff yeah. going on. You know, so <laughs> I understand to an extent, but you know, I like to your point, I. Basketball, whatever, is always released to me. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you got to be able to compartmentalize and have fun somewhere and just let it go. I mean, the worst thing in the the worst, you could be having the worst day of your life. I could go on that court or I could, right. I could go on my laptop and start writing and it'd be, it, it, it wouldn't be there. Right. It may be around me, but it wouldn't be there. Right. Uh, it was. I do wonder to a degree, you mentioned social media. I, I wonder this all the time. I, I, there's so much good that social media does. We are as informed as a society as we've ever been. And any philosoph- any philosopher will tell you, you know, be it if you're if you're educated or if you're not if you know more, you know, more the better. I remember watching it I was reading an article a couple years ago about how uh I don't know. I don't never know what happened to it, but it, it always stuck with me. There were parents of a teenager who who committed suicide because she was cyberbullied on social media, and they wanted to sue. I think it was Facebook. They wanted to sue Facebook under the prem, not to hold them liable for damages based on whatever. You know, they did. They were taking an abnormal approach in that. They wanted to claim that Facebook is a, and social media are mm-hmm. defective products. Oh, I got you. Okay. Like a, like a car that was sold with no brakes. Right, right. Like, it's so defective. A limit law for social media. Yeah. <laughs> and I sat there and I thought, yeah. I agree. Yeah. It, it can be problematic a lot of times. And I, it is what it is, I guess. I hate that term. But, you know, mm-hmm. um, part of it is like you. You can follow information you need in front of you, which is can be a good and bad thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, too, you can edit whatever you want, pictures, whatever. And when you get in the court, real life, you can't edit everything. So adversity, no. how do you deal with that? Sometimes you got to face it. And a lot of times, social media, you don't have to. You can post what you want to post. You not just look what you don't look at. It's kind of you know. I've told, I've had this conversation, and I think with athletes of both genders, everybody, I've, I've experienced it more with female athletes who I will hear make comments about themselves, about their own self-body image. We all have self-body images, by the way. I hope every female in the world knows that you and I think we're just as ugly as everybody else. So we struggle with that. (laughs) But I I will tell, particularly athletes, I tell them, you can go on Instagram and make anything look like anything. All that's fake. What you're doing on that court or that field is something you earned. Right. That's that's beauty and sexiness, by the way, because that is what y- you're doing something with your body that you earn. That yeah. only so f- only a select select few people can do because you're doing it at the college level. Exactly. Even at the high school varsity level, there's exactly. only a, there's only you only get into like you're at the top thirty percent when you get there, and then you're at the top like ten percent right. you, if you're stepping on that floor. And you don't realize it, so you'll see. Um, 
you mentioned Taylor Swift earlier, like uh, <laughs> someone that's just a savant somewhere, like he's a genius on the piano or song lyrics. These athletes are geniuses in what they do. They yes. make split second decisions that fast in the air or passes. It's genius level stuff that they don't always realize or get themselves credit for. But it's we all have that kind of mindset with, with something usually, you know. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it's you said it, it's different, but. I don't know. And then I always say you should be proud of everything you've done. I also say pride's a deadly sin. So I don't know how to feel good about myself. True, right. We're walking hypocrisies. Well, let's go. Let's go listen to some emo during the break. And we'll come back. We'll come back (laughs) and uh, talk more basketball, talk more life uh, with Jason Henson, uh, Labette Community College men's basketball head coach here on The War Room. I'm your host, Sean Fry. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to the War Room here on KOKC Radio. I'm your host, Sean Fry, fellow gamer and <laughs> and Labette Community College men's basketball head coach Jason Henson with me here in studio. Let's talk a little game. So you and I were going on, you and I were going on and on about uh, Starfield yes, uh, the yes. other day. Spoiler warning, by the way, if anybody listens to the show who plays video games and is playing Starfield and has not beat the campaign yet, I finally beat it two weeks ago. Okay, okay. Uh, it, it was. I enjoyed the ending, right? And I enjoyed kind of the the concepts of it. Uh, I found out how you do that mission uh, in the lab where you save both realities. Save both, yeah, bro. You had to, you had to have just straight cheated on that. Oh, look, I, it came across it. Yeah, I, I didn't know. I didn't find out by chance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do that. All, I do that a lot. If I'm playing a video game and I get to some, but it, puzzles will be the worst for me. Right. I'm like, I don't know how to solve this. You two, the video game, the name of the mission. You, you kind of get to care about the characters too, so I don't want to just screw them over. Like, I don't want to kill this guy. <laughs> so, I, so there's for those that don't know what we're talking about. There's a mission where you you show up to this laboratory, like you're flying around space, and some guy sends an SOS signal, like "Come help us." So you land on this planet. Uh, on this lab and you end up shifting between realities like one where a big explosion happened and it destroyed everything except this one guy and then another one where the explosion never ha- like was contained and it killed everybody or everybody was alive except that same one guy right and the SOS signal came from that one guy and so you're face shifting between realities as you go and try to save the lab or whatever and you end up getting to have a choice one of what I end up learning from Jason <laughs> was three choices you could choose to live in the reality where the guy called out for help and he's the only one alive. You could save the intact lab and everybody else is alive, but that would kill the guy who called out for help. Or apparently there's a way to merge the realities. Jason went and cheated and found that out. What's that uh that that, that scenario where the, the train tracks, do you say the kids or you do you say you know, do, do you pull the lever, lever to right. kill the one person or do you do nothing to save the five? Right. That's yeah. all, that was what that was in a video game lately. Was it, what was it really? Oh, what was it? And so, I I am not going to remember the game. Wasn't Grand Theft Auto right where you just killed hundred people? Hmm? Wasn't Grand Theft Auto where you just no no no, no no no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that ends. <laughs> Uh, oh my gosh! I know Justin Roiland was the star of the game. It was the game where the gun talks to you, huh. and Justin Roiland—he's the guy from Rick and Morty and Solar right, right. Uh He was the star of a game. I cannot remember the name of the game, huh. but that that thing was in the game. Do you choose? And then there's, but anyway, in the Starfield mission, I chose to save the guy who uh, called out. And I wonder what that says about my psyche—that I chose not to save. 10 people, but I chose, in my mind, I was like, I'm choosing to save the guy that called out for help. Yeah, he asked you first. <laughs> yeah. Like, 
front seat. He called dibs. You know, I got. I, I called it. I'm, say me. I get it. Starfield introduces a lot of interesting kind of psychological concepts about space travel. So, a full spoiler warning. It's super interesting to me that they went the direction of because I assume like the first time you see Earth in the game, you realize oh, it's uninhabitable, and I thought it was a big statement about climate science and climate change right. and all that and not that it's not it still should be everybody like we need to be concerned about that but it ends up being that the that earth was destroyed by the discovery of what made you know hyperspace travel po- right you know right. possible yep. Hi- you know it disturbed the gravity the jumping in the gravity disturbed our own our own atmosphere. poles and yeah. atmosphere and tore away our atmosphere and i sit there and i thought to myself you know what do you do when you when you'd make a discovery that makes the infinite possible right because we're gonna hit that point at some point in the in our future I think you, think you so? know what what happens when we find out some side effect we don't know what we don't know what happens when we find the cure for cancer but we don't know what that leads to hmm. are we about to get into a vaccine? No, we're not getting to okay. We're not doing that. I know where it's leading. I had to make sure. But right. I just thought it was interesting that, you know, games get overrated. It used to be like, so you and I play a lot. It, you, 20 years ago, we would be losers for playing video games yeah, at our yeah. age. Not that we're not, but. We are. <laughs> not for this reason, though. <laughs> not just for this reason. But, but I just, I, I sit there and I, I have always admired the story, the 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 better and better storytelling that goes in the games, and I'm sure that's something that appeals to you to yeah. you as well. If you're the guy that was playing Starfield, definitely, definitely, and it gives you the options, you know. And I guess this, uh, when I was a kid, I read the um, I'm probably dating myself here, the Choose Your Own storybooks. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you had different options, you know. Do you go this route, turn to page ten, or in this way, yeah. turn to page whatever? And it's it's kind of the same deal, but it's you can play it out in real, in, in you know in the video game. So. It's, it's exciting. It's fun. Get your mind off my mind off, mm-hmm. you know, basketball or anything else too. So, so I went and uh, I, I broke down and bought a, uh, and it's not the most fa- the fanciest piece of equipment out there, but I got it's like the best budget one. I got a gaming PC laptop. Oh, nice. So I it, one it opens up how many games I can play, but two they put. So you know how there's a Spider-Man game out now that's really popular with Miles Morales, right, right. but it's a PlayStation exclusive. Well, they put the first two iterations of that one. Like that one's the third in a trilogy. They put the first two on PC, and so I get to play those. Now. Nice. And can you still <laughs> use the joystick or a controller? Yeah, I can use my Xbox. Okay, that's only that. Yeah. USB in it into my laptop. When uh, so when I was in um, high school, we had a little skiing game. We had to use the the arrows to turn the guy going down the hill. Yeah. You mean what I'm talking yes. about? Yes. <laughs> so I was left, right, left, right. He had a, it's this sharp angles. That was my game back in the day. Yeah. Or Oregon Trail. Oregon Trail. Trying to get dysentery. You're starting to date me a little bit. <laughs> the good old days, yeah. Karma San Diego. I just remember the, uh, I remember this to this day. It's one of my earliest, earliest memories. And I don't know why it's such, it sticks out. But the very first console video game I played was on the PlayStation, the PlayStation One. Uh-huh. I got it for Christmas. My dad and mom got me for got it to me for Christmas, and the game they included on it was NFL Game Day '99. Oh wow! So I could play, you know, NFL football. This is like before Madden was the yeah. game. I think Madden was coming out, but uh, I uh, after I, what I remember about that NFL Game Day though was I wanted to play as the Chiefs. Yeah, I was a kid. And so, 
I play. I just play the first quick game, and I think if you didn't change the settings, they were on the easiest one. So right. I just loaded up the game quickly. The very first extra point that was tried against me, like I played the Broncos and I was the Chiefs, and the Broncos went down and scored a touchdown. And the very first extra point they tried to kick, I blocked with Derek Thomas. Wow. It was my childhood idol. So you put Derek Thomas on the on special teams. Nice, nice. <laughs> I have not blocked an extra point in a football video game since. Really? It hooked, but you I hooked. remember that very wow. first one. Takes. At one point, I was one for one. That's funny. Special teams guru. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do uh, any of any of your players big gamers or anything like that? Um, I'm not sure. I, I know a lot of kids play um, you know, 2K. Is what it is. Yeah, I almost said anybody live. That's how old mm-hmm. I am. 2K, and uh, I think they maybe still play Madden. I don't know, but I think 2K is the, the big thing they play. I, I, yeah. That's too much for me. There's mm-hmm. too many combinations, and you got to. I don't know what's going on. I'd, I'd get mad. I've gotten past 2K because it got it, it, the game itself was is a sixty seventy dollar game, and it's way too microtransaction fueled. Is it really? You got to spend another fifty sixty bucks just to get your guy all the way leveled up, unless you want to spend all year doing it. Right, right. I, and I if, can't do that. And the games do cheat, and that's another thing I, I can't stand. So if it, if, it's, if it's a competition and, and some, no, I can't. Oh yeah, I'm gonna get into a ref debate here, but I, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't like that. Yeah. Let me decide it. <laughs> uh, let's. Um, I wanted to kind of ask about what you, you know. Your second year being here uh, as the head coach. This is what. What year are you in here total? You were the assistant for five. So what? Your se- year seven, year eight, seven, year. Yeah, seven or eight, seven. I think. I'm curious how you've, and I ask you this all the time. But what? How? How do you feel like you've gotten integrated into this community and acclimated and? How does, uh, now that you're being the head coach and it's not your second year, I mean, this is, you've, is this home at this point for you? Is it what now? Is it home? Oh, um, hmm. It's home in where I I live here, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, Home for me, no matter where I'll be, will always be Los Angeles. That's home. And and I judge that more just like, when I go back, you probably notice too, it's a different feeling. Like you just feel it like. Not even landing yet. Just seeing the skyline. It's just a, a different kind of feeling inside. When so, I get back to Hawaii to see my dad, I, said, I feel yeah, the same way. Instantly. So you know what's home. It's just, yeah. just a, you know. But I, admittedly, I also kind of feel the same way. I know it's. I've never lived in Kansas City. I feel the same way when I drive by on I-70 and you see Arrowhead and Kaufman. Yeah. And so familiarity, I guess, yeah. too. Um, it's home. It's it's home from compared to somewhere else I'm going to say we're recruiting I'm recruiting or I'm out somewhere it's good to see to get back here to get back to the place that you know mm-hmm. um, but if we're doing tears <laughs> <laughs> it's not quite there yet but I mean the community's been great I actually went to the, um, um, the, the football game on yeah. Friday I don't know if we can talk about that right now. That was it got kind of that was a rough game got rough it's, yeah but it's one of those things where I can go on and on about the private school multiplier. I mean, Hayden is a school with no fewer. Uh, the way they report it to the state is fewer than ten kids are on free and reduced lunch. Right. Three of every four kids at USD five hundred three here in Parsons qualify because the rate is so high. Every kid eats for free here. Yeah. And I sit here and go, "Is that it? Was did you see equity on that field? I got you. Yeah. And but at the same time, Parsons is one of the last eight teams remaining in the state. Yeah. And if they don't lose a very sloppy game the front neck earlier in the year, they're probably playing a little more manageable team in the Elite Eight in, the, in that quarterfinal and maybe able to get to the Final Four. They probably would have had to play Hayden then, but right. it was 
I thought that game that game really got away from them late in the second quarter when they gave up 21 straight points in the mm-hmm. final four minutes. It was a two-score game right up until that point. Yeah. And it started with a kickoff return for a touchdown by Hayden right after Parsons made it 21-13. to mm-hmm. 21-13 with all momentum. Here comes a kickoff. Dead. Yeah, and you, those kind of games, too. You got to capitalize early. That, that fumble on the kickoff return. I always thought they had to. I thought I had said that all week. Yeah. Got to score early. They got to right. score first, and they— you were gonna. You took the analysis right out of my mouth. So I'll let you keep going. And no, especially with and, and I played the college, high school. You got to put that, that that little bit of doubt in the other team's mind. Um, we talked about the JV game. They we let them hang around too long and they went on a run. So you know you start to believe, and once mm-hmm. the belief's in there, anything's possible. Yeah. You know? So you got to get that out, something out early. You got to let them know it's just not what's gonna be like for you this 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 okay. game. Yeah. Yeah. Or let them know it's gonna be a game. You know, whatever side mm-hmm. you're on. But that that really hurt my thought early. I wonder if they had scored a touchdown off that fumble to open the game, what the game would have been like. Right, right. Because there, there was a real belief. And I think if you watch if you watch the first quarter plus eight minutes of the second quarter, if you watch that game, those were relatively even teams. Hayden was playing a little better, yeah. but Parsons was capable of winning that game. Right. And it just got completely away from them. Yep. yep. And I that... I think you've been a part of that too. You can watch. There are games where teams get blown at the JUCO and and NBA all the way through, where teams get blown out by thirty. That team wasn't capable of not beating the other team. Right. Sometimes games just get away from you. Yeah. And with us too, it's. it's I talked just about the four. It's the swings. So yeah. we have a layup. We miss the layup. They go down and hit a three. Five point swing. Yep. Those kind of things is this. <laughs> It gets out of hand quick, and I don't think the kids quite understand that concept mm-hmm. of you know what you could have had and what happened in the you know the, the aggregate of that. But it's those things have been, it will kill you for you know, sure. So. Uh, last question I have for you: What do you what do you kind of expect out of your guys this year? I know you're uh, you know it's the it's the stereotypical question, <laughs> but I'll ask it to you: What does success look like when we get to April? To April. Um, you can look back and say we had a successful year. Successful year. Um, I can give you the coach answer. You know, we, we got better. <laughs> I, we, no, we <laughs> we want to win uh, a conference title. I think we're capable of winning a conference title. We want to go to the national tournament, and I feel I strongly feel if we get to the national tournament, we can make noise in the national tournament. I think we're the best conference. The Jayhawk generally does. Yeah, you know, so it, it's it's possible. Um, uh, a winning a winning season. Um, Twenty wins is, is is a big goal for us. Um, It'll be tough to get there, but it's doable. Yeah. So that that's success for us right now. This is, yeah, getting better, but we we want to have, you know, palpable success. You can look and see. Okay, they had a, had a good year. So sure. that's that's what we we're looking for. Well, hey, good luck to you, Jason. Uh, I appreciate you as always for uh, for coming on the show. I love country. Let me <laughs> reiterate that. Great genre. We were listening to Jewel <laughs> on our way in here. I hope every I, that is not a cap, by the way. I hope everybody knows. <laughs> Yes. Hey, thank you so much for coming on the show, Jason. Uh, Door is always open to you. Uh, I'm your host, Sean Fry. Everybody stay safe and God bless.